It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Was with Jarvis and Tanitra coming up on today's show. How about this, y'all? We did all this talking about DeAndre Hunter and how he's a key factor, and he's just going to do us like this? Come on, bro. And Arthur Smith has another loss on his staff, but hmm, does it really matter? And last but not least, and for the culture, LeBron is king. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. First off, we want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star re- review. We appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day 1s is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, I think the, the thing right now is... Like I'm feeling a little down and out because when you think about all the 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 lauding of DeAndre Hunter that went down on this show just yesterday, 24 hours ago, um, you would think that you know Dre, being that we know that he watched this show, watches this show on a regular basis, you think he would have went out and got a got a game last night. He not only didn't have a game last night, the man didn't make a shot from the field, T. I'm sorry. Did Dre actually go to my hometown? I'm not sure. Uh, I've been asking people if there was a sighting in NOLA, and some say no. Did he if miss the flight? Was, like, what's going on, missed, bro? Like, they said that on. he was still on the true West Coast trip because, you know, it wasn't a part of the West Coast trip because of the Western right. Coast. I'm like, they're in the dirty. But yeah. you know what, Dre? I don't think he got the memo. I think he left. All of his parts, except maybe his jaw, because that got nicked last night. But I think he left yeah. the rest of himself, mind, body, and spirit on the West Coast. Because I I cannot tell you the last time I've seen him look that miserable. And Jarvis, might I say, not just on the offensive side. Yes, that was obvious because he was 0 for 9 from the field and 0 for 5 from 3. But really, to me, what stuck out as well is when Dre is doing things like getting four personal fouls. Oh, That's when you have to be concerned be because nice. it, mm-hmm. there it is. There it is. And yep. when he's get, he's racking up those file fouls early, that's what concerns me the most, because at least if you're going to go over on one end, as I can actually think of DeJounte Murray doing something similar yep. about a week and a half ago. But man, in the later portions of that game in that fourth quarter, if he did not turn up that defense, that's what I was waiting for Dre to do. I'm like, OK, fine. If the you know, if the buckets and the baskets aren't falling, Fine. Go defend, especially last night, Jarvis. Go defend on the wing because as the game started getting out of control, what happened? Every other word was Trey Murphy the third, Brandon Ingram, the random dude. They drive, kick out, (laughs) boom. Transition come back. Exactly. Jose. I mean, which one you want to call? Everybody. I mean, it was like, come on. So that's where my disappointment was for him. And that goes back to what we talk about with the Hawks overall, Jarvis, and that is our head-scratching befuddlement around the lack of consistency of effort. Because to me, that's what that was last night that just, I I, I didn't get it. And and to be honest with you, like, 
New Orleans is a probably is probably as inconsistent, you know, because they're hovering around 500, yeah, 500 yeah. themselves. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, whoever covers the Pelicans will probably say the same thing. But sure. it, that's when you, when you have team evenly matched like this mm-hmm. and, and I was, you know, watching, watching it, you know, uh, watch just watching the game. You, you kind of hear the commentator saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, the ball, all the balls are going their way. That's yeah. because. They have effort. It's just yes. like you mentioned. It's a for, they got an A for effort last night. And when yeah. you think they wanted it more, and not, mm-hmm. I'm not even really too concerned about Trey only what scoring what 16 points last yeah, no, night. Was, so yeah, I'm fine. not tripping. He has 16 no. dimes. Yes, I'm cool exactly. with that. I'm right. so cool with that. But yeah. when you're talking about that effort on defense and, and Clint Capella having the worst, you know, I don't know how um how, how much you believe in plus or minus T. But he was minus nineteen. I did the worst yeah, in the starting absolutely. five. Yeah, that's, that's unacceptable. Like only eight rebounds, dude. You get yeah. eight rebounds in your sleep, right? Like, when Clint Capella is on, so I think that when you think about, and that's the, that's supposed to be the centerpiece of your defense. If he's mm-hmm. off, if he's having a bad game, he's lax, and guys are looking at each other. When right. dudes are making layups, and I'm just yeah. like, yep, this gonna yeah. be one of those games, that's and that's exactly. exactly what happened last night. Yeah. Too. Yeah, and everybody, nobody seemed to want to step up and do anything except your bench. I mean, Onyeka yeah. Okongu and Bogdan Bogdanovich on opposite ends of the court actually put in better work than most of your starters, to be honest with you. And what was frustrating is when you and I spoke yesterday, this was, of course, before we knew, but I want to give a little shout out to DJM. But before we knew that DeJounte had gone from available to questionable because of the right. migraine, you yeah. and I were talking about the fact that, hey, this is a clean injury report. We've gotten three of those, I think, in the last three weeks. Just three. Yeah. Other team didn't have a clean injury report at the time of our show. It was right. Zion Williamson, obviously, been out for five weeks. He wasn't coming back last night. But Brandon Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas were both <laughs> probable <laughs> dealing with soreness. Yes, yes. So that tells you they were slightly hobbled. I yeah. need to know why in the world a hobbled Still when I damn banged ball and bang. somebody make it make sense because you're not gonna tell me why dude was hampered, hobbled, not even himself, and is out here getting more than our allegedly healthy center because 16, 14, 13, 8, the math ain't math. Come on, T. Like and when you and you think about those are the type of things that you know. And as the NBA trade deadline comes up, that's the things you got to kind of think about, right? Take into consideration because we always talk. It's always been the narrative has always been if they're healthy, they're good. But, you know, hey, you were for the most part healthy. You had a clean sheet as far as the injury report outside of DeJounte coming into this game. And he went out there and played. Hey, valiant effort. Right. He you ball have, better than the rest of you people. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. so if he's if he's truly hampered, <clears throat> Treya. You know, like those are some of the things that you have to take a look at when, when, when these things come about. Now, granted, I know I just mentioned Trey Young. You know, mm-hmm. being snide, snide person that I am, but we know he and Dejounte Murray ain't going no damn where. But I, I want to ask you this though, too: right. Who is the guy? Contracts involved, you know, length of contracts, money, all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Take that all in consideration. Who is right. the guy that, if you look at this roster, mm-hmm. you look and say, you know what? This is the most valuable guy that I mm-hmm. keep on this roster going forward. You know, and like you said, outside of Trey and outside of DeJounte, I would honestly, and I, I want to say something to you about this one when, when I throw it up, throw it out there. 
Okay. I'm going to go with A.J. Griffin. Mm. Here's why I'm going with A.J. Griffin. You know that Dre is my dude, right? Yep. Always, always, always. Got the jersey mm-hmm. hanging. That's the only re- place when I go fangirl, kind of, sort of. Right. right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But you got drafted in 2019, right? So we have now have more than enough sample size to yep. see you get to where you want to be. And one of my buddies over at 92.9, the game, our executive producer for the morning show, he and I literally almost said it at the same time this morning. Don't go in and say, oh, we haven't seen enough of A.J. Griffin. Oh, A.J. Griffin's shown you a whole heck of a lot in and, half a season. To be honest with you, Tay, T, that's my answer, too. A.J. Griffin was the first yep. person that I went to. I was yep. just like... This and is I, the dude who has the most value right now in the squad. There it goes. And I want to hear your rationale for why. I'm going to tell you mine, but I want to hear yours as well. Because when Abe and I were talking, we both said almost simultaneously, because we are Dre fans, just like you are. We are some, we believers and we're supporters. But we also felt like he had the potential to be that dude. And we right. have yet to see him be that dude. Jarvis, I don't need 82 games of, of Dre being that dude. Can I get 67? Can I get 63? Yeah. Yeah, it's now four years in, and I'm like, come on, Dre, you got a whole lot of cash that these this team has invested in you, and they're believing in you. And yet, if I had to make a decision, I think I would take my chances on AJ because the sample size is smaller, but I feel like the trajectory is maybe a little little bit further up. Yeah, and and when when you think about just from a a offensive side of the basketball, because like just like we talked about earlier, right? Defense is effort. You know what yeah. I mean, and then and if you look at the body style, body style of AJ, he's mm-hmm. a two. You know, he can shoot the rock, he can create. Mm-hmm. He's smooth. His game is smooth, and I, and I think that when you think about, it, he's on a rookie contract as well. When a team right. who's trying to compete, trying to figure out how to stay below the luxury tax, that's value, and yes. that's and that's the main reason why I chose him because mm-hmm. you know Tony Wrestler has made no qualms about. Trying to stay below that 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 luxury tax line unless it makes sense. They're going to compete for an NBA championship, Indeed. and when you're trying to compete for an NBA championship, you have to draft well, and you have to be able to go out and get those guys to pair mm-hmm. to have the right pairing, and you have to have that cheap labor coming off the bench because Lord yes. knows you're going to have some match contracts in that starting lineup, and that's what the, yes. the Hawks right now. That's what they're dealing with. So right. I think going forward. I think AJ Griffin is the guy that you know that has the most value as far as keeping him on the roster. But yes. peep this one though. Let me let me get your thoughts on this. I think Bogdan Bogdanovich, as far as who has the most value to trade to possibly get some decent return, I think he's that guy, OT. I think yeah. he has to be that guy. No question, because you've already Oh, my God, you've already exhausted the opportunities, the options, the chances, whatever word you want to use to Mm -hmm. try to move John Collins on. And no matter what you do with a a team that you and I know, we have to keep that piece confidential what that team is. But just knowing an insider from that team, this particular team has gone after John Collins probably for the last two and a half seasons. And no matter what, when they get down to the finals, they just can't make it work. Right. So you're going to have to cut your losses because now versus where you were two and a half years ago, John Collins just doesn't have the same value. So you're going to have to put something in there. And right now I thought about it last night, Jarvis. I was like, man, I said the 22 points, you like it, but on the same token, it's almost like the 22 points is making the case in a positive way for the Hawks to say, great job bogey, but also to tell some other team, look how great bogey is because he'll give you 22 cold off the bench. And if you need that, 
you know, you don't mind him going up and down and being a streaky shooter, then we got a guy for you to package with him. Now, the question becomes, and, you know, Jarvis and I are going to talk to you guys about this a little bit more tomorrow as well, is as you get closer to the actual trade deadline, are we talking about, and again, we'll tease you, come back tomorrow, Jarvis, and I'll tell, tell you more, but as you get closer to the trade line deadline, can you do it now? Or do you just have to hit that small piece, get a little something to help you out to maybe get you into the eighth spot and then start strategizing about what you're going to do in free agency? Absolutely. And like I said, it's all about getting their parents together and figure out what the hell they want to do as an organization. And they and I don't think they're going to be able to answer that within the next uh, 24 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're going, it's probably going to take a full summer to, to figure this bad boy out. Mm-hmm. Um, now. Speaking of T's, T, how about this? Does it even matter that Charles London walked out of the, the, those doors at Flowery Branch? We will answer that question next. But first, we have to talk about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. They are the number one sports book in America. And guess what? If you have never used FanDuel before, how about this? They got something just for you. I want you to download the app right now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I'll say that again. You'll get up to $3,000 if your first bet doesn't win. What kind of deal is that? Oh, my goodness. I think I'm going to jump on that. How about this? So, you know, what you want to do is I also want to let you know that the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings right now i know if i want my money i want my money right now because the super bowl is it's a few days away guys come on go and download that app and, and, and what you're gonna do is go to fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on super bowl 57 that's fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more with fanduel official sports book partner of the nfl And we know that the Falcons are looking to make every decision in every moment from now until the start of the season count. And so they have a little dilemma that even 24, 36 hours ago, we didn't know about I'm sure Arthur Smith knew about it. Why? Because Charles London is actually, it's a difference because of course, last season, everyone was coming in from the Titans and from the Bears respectively. Now we have a coach going out and that would be Charles London. He got a promotion to passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Titans. So that obviously leaves an opening on Arthur Smith's staff for his quarterbacks coach. But here's the thing that I thought was interesting, Jarvis, as I started thinking about it, I said, granted, taking nothing away from Charles London and the importance of a QB coach, but the Falcons are still in the dilemma that none of us will actually know how it plays out until either April, maybe free agency will show us earlier, but possibly April to re- if we're really being honest when the draft hits, right? right? But I think the question is this, does it really matter who the chosen candidate is for the QB coach position? Because the biggest thing is the Falcons have to decide, are we building around Desmond Ritter? Are we going to go out and try to draft another quarterback? Are we going to try to get a starting QB in free agency? Or do those factors weigh in? Or Jarvis, let's be real. Does it even matter? Because at the end of the day, you can just sneak the QB coach into Dave Ragone's responsibilities because Arthur Smith is still the play caller. Um, I think the latter is what I would go with. Because when you think about it, like you said, 
Arthur Smith, you know, calls the players on Sundays. We know right. that for a fact, right? And then Dave Ragone has the official title of offensive coordinator. So mm-hmm. he helps come up with the game plan through, throughout the week and they kind right. of go back and forth. And, and and I'm sure Arthur Smith, you know, trusts him enough to be able to come mm-hmm. up with an efficient enough game plan so he Absolutely. can just worry about calling calling um, his plays accordingly on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, with Charles London out the, out the way, we know that, you know, uh, Arthur Smith and Charles London worked previously together. So that was a, a, a an opportunity for him to kind of to upgrade, to promote, you know, have a promotion within um, the organization right. with somebody he, he worked with before. So exactly. this is another opportunity for him to kind of grow. And, and, and we know what he's trying to do mm-hmm. now. Arthur Smith. Hey, I think nothing changes for them, you know, right. I, because mm-hmm. guess guess what? Dave Ragone is going to have an opportunity to be closer to Desmond Ritter. And, and mm-hmm. I'm sure their relationship has, has already been fostered because yeah. Dave Ragone has played quarterback in the NFL and he kind of understands mm-hmm. what it means. And he and these are his words. He understands what it means to not be, you know, to not, you know, succeed that much, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from an expectation standpoint. Right. He knows what it takes to kind of work to get better. So mm-hmm. guess what? He's going to have to work up his quarterback coaching skills. And I think that Dave Ragone will be the guy. Now, our friend, friend of the show, Tori McElhaney, threw a, mm-hmm. a, a name out there that I thought was yes. very interesting. She yeah. said maybe TJ Yates, who's mm-hmm. now the wide receiver coach, he may be able to jump into that to that saddle as far as the quarterback coach. Then, of mm-hmm. course, that'd be a promotion for him. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't think it's going to be a determining factor as to what decisions they make going forward, whether it be free agency, bringing in a quarterback mm-hmm. or drafting a quarterback. I don't think those play factors at all. No, I would agree with you. And there was something great that you just mentioned as well, a point that uh, we didn't even talk about before the show. And that is continuity, because yeah. if you are leaning in the direction as the Falcons, uh, potentially leaning in the direction of Desmond Ritter, then you've got Dave Ragone as your OC, let him be, slash QB coach because yeah. he's already started to build that rapport. He's already seen what Desmond Ritter can do. Desmond Ritter's already been in the system for at least one year. So yeah, I definitely like that thought that you had about the fact that there is some chemistry, some connectivity and some consistency there that can only actually bode well in uh, his favor. So yeah, best case scenario. I, I just think maybe you add that to the title for Dave Ragone. And when yeah. I say second, you I'll say not worse. Pay, of course, you know what I'm saying. Course, like, yeah, we all want to free pump, on the right? show. Yeah, we all want to. <laughs> Hello. Sweeten the pot a little bit, like, hey man, yeah. we have a couple thousand, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying, a few thousand yeah. or tens of right. thousands, like however you want to do it, baby. Yeah, and it adds to his <laughs> resume because who doesn't want somebody who's a quarterback whisperer, right? And Indeed. then uh, the TJ TJ Yates option is not a bad second scenario if you will i I think that's fine the one thing i would say is i suspect they're going to keep it internal because of the very thing that you just mentioned which was keeping that consistency if they're deciding that they want to develop desmond ritter and kind of see how he goes now speaking of consistency one of the things that uh, the the falcons have done as well is kind of do a little poaching from the Mm -hmm. saints organization ryan nielsen being the most recent poach if you will so we had to have our guy chuck smith on yesterday to talk a little bit about that and he gave us some interesting feedback on what his thoughts were in bringing ryan nielsen on in that dc role and how that might impact this falcons defense i hate when i have to go there because it sometimes takes time for guys to develop you know everybody come in after the first year and get 10 sacks everybody's Mm -hmm. not you know what i mean so i think even if arnold came out this year and was average there's still a development phase for him. So I don't, I put, we all put pressure on him because we know we need that. 
mm-hmm. but there's still there's such a development phase. But I think yeah. believing in him, but also him taking control of his own career and improving on some of the techniques that he didn't have last year. You know what, T? I think Chuck said the the, the very that is the most important thing that he said right there. Mm-hmm. He said development because yes. we've all been focused on who they're going to bring in, mm-hmm. what free agent they're going to bring in, who they're going to draft. But I right. think regardless of what defense you want to call it, it's mm-hmm. going to be 11 people on the field. And right. guess what? Some <laughs> of the guys that played, they were a part of that 11 last year, they're going to mm-hmm. be on the field again this year. Right. So, and I think that you're going to have to develop those guys because mm-hmm. guys like on the Abbey D'Angelo Malone, Troy Anderson, all those guys need yeah. to be coached. And I Indeed. think that's, that's what Ryan Nielsen needs to worry about as of this moment, the guys that are already in the building. And that's, mm-hmm. he's been doing his, his due diligence as far as having conversations with guy. He said he um, talked to Troy Anderson, I think almost three times already. So exactly. That's good. Troy yeah, needs all yeah. the coaching he can get. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to throw that in there. <laughs> T, why you shaking your head like that? Because you, that, yeah, that, that was that low key shade. But okay. <laughs> It's okay, my brother. Keep it real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, now, granted, now, grant, mind you, I was just, I was literally, funny, funny, real funny story, right? So I was yeah. literally thinking to myself the other day, you know, I had got the little video, video breakdown on my, on my Twitter page pinned right. up, right? And yeah. I haven't taken it down just yeah. yet. And, and I think that I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know what? Probably need to do a little, you know, a little dig into some more film and see, you know, mm-hmm. later on in the season, see if the guy did progress in my eyes. You know, a lot of people say he did. Dean P say he did, you know, mm-hmm. but I like to go off of what I see. You know what I'm saying? Like my eyeballs can catch on it. But yeah, but yeah, I think, you know, because that shade is, that was, that was a little, that was a little low T. I, I think, I think I need to cleanse myself. I need to go watch some film on, on Mr. Yeah. Mr. Anderson and see, you know, get he's out. gotten a little better. Yeah. Yeah, rug it out, man. You know, you know, we'll we keep it funky over here, but you know, it's all love, baby. <laughs> Let me get him back on track. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, T. Yeah, we were talking about Troy Anderson <laughs> and the progress, for example, that he needs to make and his development. And we actually think that Ryan Nielsen could be the guy who could do it. And Jarvis, in addition to that, I think there are just enough individuals who are retained on the defensive side of the ball who can give him some insight that he might need. Some of that scouting that you just talked Mm -hmm. about, that they can, some internal scouting, if you will, to tell him, hey, this is where these guys are, you know, talking about the guys up front. But also we talked to Chuck about Cam Chancellor Mm -hmm. and an Earl Thomas. And those mm-hmm. are some guys that Ryan Nielsen has developed so we could be encouraged about maybe what he'll be able to do with the likes of a Richie Grant or a Jalen Hawkins. But yeah. if you're somebody who is concerned about what in the world they're going to do with Charles London or what in the world his replacement that is or what in the world they're going to do with Ryan Nielsen, well, you know what? Bill Bars always calm everybody. And why? Because from what everyone says, it's a woo-saw situation. And it's a delicious treat. And if you're somebody who likes cookies and cream, and I saw some stat a couple days ago that said it is the number one flavor for just about anything. 
candy bars, ice cream, you name it. Cookies and cream is a thing. Double chocolate if you're a chocolate fan or coconut puffs as well. They have it all for you. And what I really like is we live in a world of convenience, right? So whether you think convenience is about being online and you can go to build.com and still get those bars, but convenience might also be because there's a Wally World on every corner. So you can go to Walmart and get it. And of course, Big Wally World, you can also get those bars at Sam's Club now. And again, you know, Jarvis and I continue to be on our health journey. So only 130 calories and four grams of sugar. And that's important because, hey, if you come from a family like mine that is full of diabetics, you're always looking at the sugar content Amen. of what you eat. So this will allow you to be careful with that sugar content. And now they're up to 17 grams of protein. And remember, the protein that they use makes that bar really soluble. That means it gets down into your system really quickly and you are able to get energy from it. So again, if you are still stressed out about what's happening in Flowery Branch or real talk, if you're wondering what in the world is going to happen between now and three o'clock tomorrow at the trade deadline, get yourself a built bar and it'll make everything okay. But I agree with you, Jarvis. I can't. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed see anything but the positive in terms of Ryan Nielsen, as long as, like you said, he knows he has one job as far as his most important, his number one priority, and that is looking at what you have already and seeing first if there is someone, and we believe there are, but if there are somebodies who can be developed and then be the guy that you've always been, develop them and make them into what you need them to be so that this defense can be what it needs to be. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. You know, you have to make sure that you're doing what you need to do and, and make the main thing the main thing. And that's the main thing as of this moment. And now, you know, for all you people who've been saying, you know what, Jarvis ain't throw out, throwing out that email in a long time. ones at gmail.com. That's all you got to do. Shoot us an email. Everybody has an email. Don't, no excuses. You want to get in contact with the show, ones at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening to this show or watching this show and you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, what the heck are you waiting on? We are on our way to 6,000 subscribers. Be a part of the movement. But T, today is, it is, sorry, today is Wednesday, but we are, this is for the culture though. It is the intersection <laughs> between sports, entertainment, and the culture, sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down to this show. And today is no different. How about this, T? LeBron surpasses mm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the number one all-time scorer in the NBA T. When you think about, when I think about LeBron, the first thing to come to mind to me is not whether or not he's the GOAT or he's better than Michael Jordan. I refuse to have that conversation until um, LeBron is retired. Mm -hmm. Y'all can say what y'all want to say about that. I don't give a crap. But I think LeBron is the guy, is the first guy that I saw that had all the hype, all of the coverage since he was on a high school basketball court and lived up to every yes. moment expectation. Mm -hmm. when you talk about just all of this pressure and for him to just come out and just 
shine like he has mm-hmm. as a player, T. Yeah. Just and that's just from a player standpoint. We ain't right. talk about it. off the court. We can't even get to that yet. Right. But just from a on the court standpoint, you gotta you gotta give your hat off and say, hey, he's the king. No question. I, I really, really like what you said because when we were talking about it pre-brief, mm-hmm. that was the question of how would we approach it. And I remember sending you a little note in the chat saying, I really like the fact that you said LeBron is king because I think it then obliterates the conversation that people keep trying to have about the GOAT. Yeah, That's going to be, like you said, a debate that can be had maybe when he retires because LeBron is not retiring this year. He's not, He's not retiring this season. So there's more out there to be had, whether that's a championship, whether that is breaking more records or whatever it is that LeBron is going to set out to do. Because again, I like one that. thing. Whatever he sets out to do, he can do it. Yeah, because he has. <laughs> I mean, he there's has. not really much that you can say that LeBron has set out to do that he has not done. He's literally gone and with my with the Miami Heat. Hey, I'll drop a few more rings on you. Let's just be real. The Lakers had not yeah. been relevant since Ben, and yeah. when he joined, I don't care if you want to call it a pandemic ring or not. Somebody still had to get on the court and win it, ring. and he and his team did that. So. That is that is amazing. Three franchises within the course of his career. And I think the other thing is this. You make a great point. Michael Jordan was kind of the first whom we saw really kind of live his life in a vacuum and be this international superstar. But yep. the one thing he did not have to deal with was social media. Social media. And having Ooh. the paparazzi be yes. have the access to him like mm-hmm. they do to LeBron James. And yet, with all of the chatter, with all of the hateration, there's been a lot of hateration his way yeah, from baby. day one. He right, <laughs> and and that's just like that's just low hanging fruit. I mean, yeah, people yeah, have yeah. really gone in on him, mm-hmm. and yet he continues to produce, even in a game like last night, where the other eleven people didn't show up. He did, yeah. he did, and I think that speaks volumes to who he is as a professional. I am just excited for him. I hope that he just continues to do what he's doing. And like you, just for a different reason, I'm not going to go the GOAT route because, you know, I see different reasons for GOAT for, for the yeah. two of them, right? Yeah. I had the good fortune of, you know, seeing them both. Uh, saw Jordan win a championship, saw LeBron on his way to winning a championship because he obliterated the Hawks that particular season, that 61 season. And one thing I will say, right. One thing I will say about both of them, just the mental, just steely in their mindsets. And then I didn't have a chance to, of course, cover Jordan in the locker room by any stretch, but having the opportunity to cover LeBron James after one of those playoff games, Jarvis, everything about him is pristine. His thought mm. process, he focused on each and every reporter when you were asking the question. He could tell you stats and information on every player on his team from that very game. It was crazy. And then his body, perfect. Like he knew from day one, I've got to take care of this temple. Seven-figure investment here. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to be here for 22 years like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, for example. And the fact that when I saw him, I remember the only other guy that actually – was that impressive, if you will? And guys, remember when we're in the locker room, of course, you know, they still have on their jerseys and everything. They're still, you know, in um, basketball mode. So I want to make that clear. But Tony Gonzalez, I think it was maybe post-practice. And of course, LeBron post-game, perfect bodies. 
And when I say that, the reason I'm saying that is because both of those guys knew that they wanted to play at a high level until they walked away from the game. And Jarvis, you know, being a Falcons fan and a Falcons reporter, that Tony Gonzalez walked away from this game still playing at an extremely high level. And that's the one thing I want to give LeBron a shout out for as well, because that's some GOAT stuff that, I mean, he's in rare air with the likes of, like I said, a Tony Gonzalez, a Tom Brady. Yeah, just different. Yeah, he has several legacies that he will leave once he walks away from the game. And and yes. then when you think about that, that's why I don't want to have that conversation right now. But let's just yeah. wait till he finishes because I don't think he's done by no means. T. He said yeah. he wants to play for his uh play with his son. I believe he can do that. Yeah, I was I always thought that too. Like, you'll wait. He's waiting on Bronny. And it's a beautiful thing because honestly, yeah. last year, whether you hated or loved Tom Brady, when he made his first retirement announcement, don't tell me that you weren't sad about it unless you know your team just got destroyed like every single year. But other than that, when a, a legend, a goat, or whatever you want to call him, an icon walks away from the game, like we've always said, and you guys are going to hear this from us again at the end this season or at the end of next season. We always told you, you were going to miss Matt Ryan when he was gone. Forget what he looked like with the Indianapolis Colts this season. You're going to miss LeBron James when he's gone. So you better keep enjoying him while he's here. I I, I missed out on an opportunity to enjoy Michael Jordan's greatness. I refuse to let that happen. Again. So yeah, I'm going to continue to do that. We want to thank you guys for enjoying our greatness. Wait a minute, what kind of segue is that? Anyway, I want to thank nice. you guys for uh, listening to ATL Day One. Why don't you make your second listen, Lock Those Sports today? They have all the latest news, national news. I'm sure they will be pontificating on whether or not <laughs> LeBron is the GOAT. We won't. We won't do that, but they probably will. So, yeah, why don't you go check them out wherever you find this down and download this podcast. And last but not least, before we get out of here, folks, I have you one more thing. I ask you to do this. Make sure you do this. Make it a big effort to do this. Make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.